Hallelujah. <sighs> Jesus. In that name is the full provision of the Father, Jesus. You got to believe that God the Father put everything He is as a creature, as a being of light, into His Son. And what did Gabriel give His name? Jesus. Jesus. The name far above every name that can be, can be named. Loose. And you want that name written on your forehead. Because that's the full provision of God the Father. Revelation has the name of Jesus Christ written on your forehead seven times more than the mark of the beast. Mark of the beast is just coming out of your humanity into His glory. That's just your animal nature of your serpent flesh, snake flesh. And you're coming into the glory of serving the Spirit, the rainbow, Noah's promise. What was the promise of Noah? The seven spirits of God, the rainbow, called the Holy Spirit, sent from Christ, Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. And you have that rainbow of the mind of Christ in your belly, in your spirit. The only issue is, a lot of you don't feast. Not very much. The more you feast, the more you shine. Christianity is clearly a feast from Matthew to Revelation, the bread of heaven, the table of the Lord. I mean, there's just continuous emphasis, the bread of heaven, the hidden manna, the bread of the, of the mighty. What is the bread? Prophetic revelation, the living word, the rhema word, like apples of silver and settings of gold or apples of gold and settings of silver. Whatever. It's the Word of God in your heart. It's the, the body of the Word, the embodiment of the Word, the body of Christ. <laughs> Amen. And you get so high on it, as long as there's not demons stealing from your heart. So you get patched up and healed up in your heart, and that's when you have uprightness of heart. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart and has not given himself to idolatry or the serving of the natural dimension, creation instead of the Creator. Romans chapter 1, they serve creatures instead of the Creator. That's what idolatry is. Oh, I just love money. <laughs> I just have fear and Pride of life is the pride of having earthly possessions, money, taking care of you. And that's why demons have access to your blood and still suck you dry. Jesus Christ only said he had one rival, and he didn't even call it Satan. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus spoke about money more than heaven, hell, fear, and love combined. Because that's the only thing that can steal your heart away from Christ, the Word of God. And when the Word of God is written on your heart, the river of life runs through the Word, because every word from God is anointed. It's the anointed Word, the living Word, the mighty bread, 
the living bread, the bread of heaven, the bread of God, the bread of angels, the food of the kingdom of heaven, and it's all in your heart so that you don't have worry, fear, lack, or any of those fruits of serving the snake nature. The serpent in the garden offered Adam and Eve a different experience on earth. And they questioned the word. Satan and the angels turned Adam and Eve against the word of God. And they doubted the word of God. And they died in the wilderness by unbelief, it is written. Did God really say? That's what Satan said. Did God really say that? I mean, did he? Mm. But you've had so many bad experiences. Yeah, because you're, full, you're surrounded by sinners that practice Satan's words, the serpent in the garden's words written on their hearts. That's what witchcraft is. Sorcery is word curses. Most Christians, not the minority, but the majority, when they pray, they pray their will. Because they're not praying in the river, and they're not praying in the glory, they're not praying in perfect love. I've been around church for 19 years and prayer meetings continuously everywhere. Rarely will I even hear the Spirit coming through people's mouths. It's usually all out of their head knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that is death. They're actually praying prayers from the tabernacle of Molech and the star of Remphon, which is the religious system that ensnares all human spirits in the world. That's why the martyr Stephen was killed by the Sanhedrin because he clearly and accurately exposed that the religious system of Judaism was serving the devil and not the living God. And he spoke it by the Spirit with wisdom and revelation and power. And it was so true that the serpent nature came up out of all the leaders of the world, the Sanhedrin, and they murdered him even though his face was glowing and even though he saw God the Father and God the Son standing in the kingdom of heaven above his head. Hallelujah. That is your only enemy, Christians, and that is the only temptation Satan has ever tempted you with. The tabernacle of Molech is every building made by human hands. Does God have a building? Yes. Living stones, living waters, living, breathing breath of life, living in the cloud of glory. Not serving creation, serving the Creator alone. Rarely will you find a Christian with no idols in their heart because they'd be totally glorified. They'd be living in a bright cloud, they'd be filled with the breath of life, and they'd have the fruitfulness of the Garden of Eden like a radius of miles outward from them. And every single thing that has breath in the garden would praise the Lord, would breathe the Lord, the Lord of glory, the tree of life, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Psalms 149. Because King David walked in the fruitfulness of the Lord Jesus so much that it encapsulated the nation of Israel with His own fruitfulness from His own heart. And he proved it by not molesting the most beautiful girl laying in bed with him on his, when, in his old age. Because that's the lust of the flesh. That's so important that it's in the Bible. 
the Shulamite, the prettiest girl in Israel, laying with the old man David. And he was so sanctified and pure in his heart by the anointing, the Bible says he had no relations with her. He was perfectly pure of heart. There's no lust. You got to get to the place where there's no lust in your heart, no lust in your mind, no lust in your eyes. And Christ leads you to that place if you trust Him and not yourself. Trust the Word, trust the blood, and trust the Spirit. These three are in agreement. Feast on them. The Word is bread. The blood sprinkled that cleanses your conscience from serving the religious star Remphon, which is the light of Satan that ensnares the whole world in human pride. It will set you free from that. The sprinkling of the blood so that you can boldly approach the throne of grace and enter the Holy of Holies with your mind. When there is no seared conscience from practicing religion, practicing self-awareness, practicing snake flesh, then you live in the bright cloud and you're filled with the breath of life and you ascend in glory in the eyes of everyone around you. Revelation 11, 11, and 12, it is written, And God filled His two witnesses, the apostles and prophets. That's how you know who are sent from God and who are not this season. It'll be so cut and dry, there'll be witches and warlocks calling themselves prophets and apostles, and then you'll have the glorified ones filled with the breath of the Almighty ascending in the bright cloud before your eyes. Guess which ones are the real? Guess which ones are false? And the false will have every lying excuse why they don't have the same fruit as that man and woman that has sacrificed their whole heart to not serve idols, to not serve unrighteous mammon, to not serve creation, but to serve the Creator alone. I've been listening to their cunning lies every single day. And how with their cunning lies of religiousness, they turn everyone against me, season after season, year after year. It's been happening for 19 years since I was born again. The only people that have ever come into agreement and fellowship with me are the ones that got the serpent nature out of their hearts and minds and served the living God in holiness. Without ego, without self-awareness. You know that ego is the mark of Cain? The mark of the beast? <laughs> the serving of self? Second Timothy chapter 3? It's considered the maximum, most evil thing you can be as a person is being selfish. They'll be lovers of self. That's the heights of satanic evil on earth. Selfishness. And the star of Remphan encourages it. Be a better you. Here's 25 self-help books so I can drive a Lamborghini to my church and you can buy it and we'll pretend like it's Christianity. Serving the ego instead of the spirit. Satan's false fivefold order serves the ego. But God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, true five smooth stones in David's hands, serves only the human spirit. And there will be no confusion between these two trees in the garden. Christian religion is Satan's number one tool 
to serve ego because it has the greatest and most accurate appearance of good and knowledge of good of anything else in the entire earth. But it's still the tabernacle of Molech and it's still the star of Remphan. It is. And that is in fact the looting and plundering of the wealth of the wicked. The Roman Catholic Church owns one trillion dollars in assets. One trillion. <laughs> and it's the tabernacle of Molech and the serving of the star of Remphan and every Jesuit warlock understands that. They call him the Black Pope. We don't need to go into conspiracy. You'll know them by their fruit. Just check the fruit. On a scale from zero glory being satanic witchcraft to ascending in the bright cloud with the breath of life before your eyes, where are these warlocks? Where are these priests on the, the scale of zero to ten? Witchcraft to glory. Tree of knowledge to tree of life. I mean, these people are maximum zeros. Maximum zeros. And they're even tolerated in Christianity in the evangelical church. They sneak into the charismatic church. And they have no fruit on their trees. And you don't check the fruit. You don't obey the Bible. You're persecuted if you start getting into the Bible and going after God. And If you start transfiguring, if you start getting into the breath of life, getting into apostolic and prophetic anointing, which is the children's bread, what are you going to learn from? If you're not learning from the prophets and apostles, you're going to be learning from demons. These people are taught their Christianity by religious demons. And that's why their fruit is horrible. And they can outwardly pretend to have good fruit, but when someone who actually walks in tremendous fruitfulness comes around, it exposes them as total fakes and frauds. And that's why we're persecuted. Because light brings all their darkness of their uncircumcised hearts into the light. All the darkness in their hearts is brought into the light. And that's the greatest service of agape love of all time. People persecute you when you start shining in the Shekinah glory, burning in your hearts and minds with the seven blazing torches, God's gifts of the Holy Spirit through your whole heart, with the throne of the Lamb in your spiritual stomach, the Holy of Holies, since you are the New Testament temple of the Holy Spirit, and not a tabernacle of Molech serving demons externally pretending to be Jesus, when you repent of serving demons, that's when you start getting persecuted. That's how you know if a person's serving demons. They're still worldly. They tolerate Babylon. They're political people. They're political. Most of these false prophets use their platform for politics. That's how you'll know for sure they're a fake and a fraud. Jesus never was like that even once in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And He's the Lord of glory. But these people are more interested in Caesar than they are God the Father. Caesar represents the political system, or Herod. Jesus Christ said, stay away from the seed or the words of Herod. These people are more into Herod than the Holy Spirit. Not to mention, they don't even have him on the inside. He's out there somewhere. They're serving fallen angels. They're serving the star of the religious light, Remphan. 
You know what the star of Remphin is? That star right there. That is the height of all occult symbolism. That star right there. Zionism. Religion. And every Freemason for 500 years knows it. And those days of ensnaring the nations in the false light of Satan are over. Satan is not the light bringer. Satan is not the morning star. Satan is not even Lucifer. That was a scribal error. Isaiah 14. <laughs> He's not. The only person from Genesis to Revelation called the morning star, the light bringer, is the Lord Jesus, the Son of God. Satan has no light. He's an angel of darkness, and the only light he can pretend to have is what he's stolen from you because you've believed his lies. That's how he kills, steals, and destroys the Christians more than any other people group in the world. Because he appears as an angel of light to deceive, but inwardly, that's Satan, the throne of hell. And you just came into covenant with the throne of hell in your heart by receiving that fallen angel's word right into there. Jesus said the heart is the soil for either Satan's words or his own words. And those will bear the fruit of the two trees in the garden. So what's wrong with people is they've been serving the fallen angels. They've been serving the star Remphon. They've been serving and slaving at the tabernacle of Molech and every building made by human hands. And they're completely backwards and clueless, perishing for lack of prophetic revelation knowledge. So God's going to fill the prophets and apostles this season so mightily with so much breath of life. And they're going to get so glorified in their minds in such strong covenant agreement. Not just, oh, philosophically, you know, I'm a new covenant because I read the New Testament, but in the experience of the covenant, in the glory, in the blood of the Lamb called the new wine, that's the love of God. And it does say, be drunk, shaka, shakar, in Hebrew, Song of Solomon 5.1. Because if you're not drunk on love, what are you going to be drunk on? The blood of the saints. That's what Revelation says. You're either going to be drunk on love or drunk on being a vampire sucking people's hearts dry. And I watch you people tolerate vampires sucking your hearts dry. You tolerate warlocks. The heights of being a sorcerer, a witch, and a warlock is not occult little seances and Halloween garbage. It's being a religious Pharisee. Jesus warned you only of one type of sorcery, that of the Jews, the synagogue of Satan, the star of Remphan, and the tabernacle of Moloch, serving the fallen angels, pretending like they're Jesus and his angels. That is the great deception of the whole world. The dragon's tail whose tail swept one-third one of the stars. Holy Ghost. Ha, ha, ha. It's good. I can feel that thunder and lightning from the throne. <sighs> Just take an impartation of it. We stir up that prophetic and apostolic anointing oil into all your stomachs to jumpstart you and to restore everything Molech and Remphan have stolen from your hearts and minds in serving the fallen angels in ignorance, which every Christian in my generation has done. No exceptions.
We haven't come into perfection. We are coming into perfection now. On earth as it is in heaven has not been attained. No city on earth is even really close. There's people doing heroin, drugs, all over. The manifestation of the sons of God in the full confidence of the throne of grace within us, that's what restores all things. The fullness of the prophetic and apostolic nature of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The two witnesses. They hated the two witnesses, Revelation 11. And the two witnesses died for nearly 1,900 years. You didn't see city-shaking apostolic witness like Paul and Barnabas and what they walked in, what Timothy walked in. It was unknown. Unknown. I mean, they'd be considered freaks, like mystics, super apostles. Most of them are just burned at the stake if they got anywhere close during the Dark Ages. Ostracized. This is incompatible with modern Christianity, so I'm just going to go be a businessman and use my apostolic anointing in the marketplace. And hundreds have done that, because there's no place for them to fit in in Babylon the Great. <laughs> we make that place available. We pioneer the promised land from within us. We manifest the kingdom of heaven so thoroughly from our own hearts and minds transfigured without spot and wrinkle. Which means without any human opinion. Without any care, worry, concern. Total faith in the throne of God in us to do everything. Take care of everyone. And we manifest our hearts in covenant with God's heart on the throne over the nations. The tree of life is the full manifestation of your circumcised heart covering all flesh. Pouring out your heart as a drink offering on the sacrifice of God. <laughs> Pouring out your heart, which is divine love, and covering all flesh. And they're all undeserving. But you've learned to love, so you don't even care. Because you understand the condition of humanity. You understand the fall. You understand religion. You understand the tabernacle of Molech and the star Remphon. Of all the false light of Satan's pride that encourages people to stay selfish. And you just constantly massacre it with divine revelation. Just raining bread down on them region-wide. Amen. The apostles and prophets will drown the earth in fresh bread, in new wine. Like the Song of Moses. It's, re it's written in Revelation. It's not just Old Testament. The Song of Moses... Deuteronomy 34, My words are like fresh rain on tender mown grass. Which means the sword that proceeds from my mouth, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God written on my heart, written on my mind, and all the law of heavenly Jerusalem, which is the law of liberty in Christ Jesus, the anointing that produces maturity through your hearts and minds. It circumcises all hearts and minds, and it rains through all flesh so that Satan's words can't even take root in people's hearts. That's what it means to lord over the earth. Is that Revelation 5.10? And these kings and these priests lorded over the earth for a thousand years. It's written. Read the Bible. I don't take a vacation from feasting. I was in the Bible so much this last week during break... I mean, like, five times more than usual. 
<laughs> and that's why I'm so encouraged. Because I've been eating so much more. Just constantly feasting. And it's a, a washing of the water of the Word. So that there's nothing in your heart and mind except Christ and His living Word. And as people begin to eat your Word, <laughs> they begin to rise from the dead. They begin to change in their heart. They feel the fire and the, the authority and the power on your Word. And it's not a human Word. It's the Word of God. And as it comes out, they want it written on their heart because they're sick and tired of getting beat up by demons, serving death, serving lies, having the wages of sin constantly heaped on their own heads, feeling condemned by being selfish in the religious star Remphon, in the false light of Satan's pride that deceives the whole world. And they'll begin to receive the true light of the world, Jesus Christ, the bright morning star, the radiant one, the light being, the creator of heaven and earth, the maker of the stars, and the Lord of all angels. They'll want those words written on their hearts because they'll come alive by the word. It's always been a season of the prophetic word. That's why we have a Bible. That's why there's been prophets and apostles every generation since Paul. I mean, you've had them. It's just you've had a lot of false ones that just did it for money and selling books. <laughs> buy the MP3. Buy the book. Buy the CD. Buy the new formula. It's all witchcraft. It's all sorcery. Throw it all into the lake of fire. Everyone who's turned our Father's house into a marketplace will be destroyed by fire. And that's the best thing that could ever happen so that people can start eating the living waters and drinking the living waters and eating the bread of angels for free since it comes down from God every good and perfect gift <laughs> the father has no use for money he's the maker of wealth the only thing you can do with money is sacrifice it from your heart to serve the living God with your whole heart in fruitfulness so that maybe those possessions don't own you, but you can own them. And so you can enjoy the earth. Jesus had more fun than anyone else in Israel during his day. That's why they accused him of being a party animal, a drunkard and a glutton. You need to be more stoic with us. You need to be more serious with us. This guy's having way too much fun. Now we all have fun secretly because we're a bunch of Pharisee hypocrites, you know. They're all buying prostitutes. None of them were obedient. They're all whitewashed tombs. But Jesus had zero hypocrisy and had outward fun, and the Pharisees hated him for it, despised him for it. They'll despise you when there's no hypocrisy in your heart, when all your fountains of life and freedom are in Christ. You see him barbecuing. There's no poverty in him. He was wearing a seamless garment worth $100,000 in today's money. He wore Gucci and Prada. He had a treasurer. He had more money than he could spend, and he would do dumb stuff with it just to piss off religious people because they're the servants of devil, and he, and he was demonstrating serving God because it's fun to serve God. It's glorious. And that's really what the prophetic is. It exposes all the false works of religion and it exposes the true personality 
of God the Father and God the Son and the Holy Spirit. That God is fun, free, rich, happy, creative, and there's no bondage, there's no slavery, there's no fear. Lording over the earth was the assignment in the garden. Have as much fun as you want in this garden on earth, Adam and Eve. Just make sure that you lord over it and it doesn't lord over you. Otherwise, you'll die by serving creatures instead of the Creator. And almost no Christians have gone all the way in servanthood of the Creator and they still got things that pull at their heart, vampires, idols, serving creation. Every time you're afraid, you're serving a demon. And perfect love, or the Holy Spirit, drives it out. God was showing me today because I was walking in it. Everything I preach and teach to you, I walk in through experience. None of it is theology. It's all practical impartation of substances that work in every level of society worldwide. And he says, the kings wean them out with their eyes. Kings wean the wicked by their eyes in Proverbs, and his eyes flash with fire. Two different verses. And I was seeing demons cast out of people today at the supermarket just by looking at people. Eyes flashing with fire. Lasers coming out of your eyes. You're full of God the Father, the Almighty. And so a demon can't even be in a person near you. You're coming into a season of such power and authority of the outflowing of the resurrection of the dead that just by looking at people, you'll drive out every evil spirit in that whole place. <laughs> Amen. They'll start coughing, choking, but you just drove them out. You just set that person free by looking at them because his eyes are inside your eyes because you're the temple of the Lord Jesus. The eyes that flash with fire. The eyes of love. Now when they start hissing at you and they start squirming on the ground or throwing up and puking and coughing and choking, that doesn't appear to be love, does it? That appears to be you're killing me. No, I'm driving out the spirit of death that you've been serving by ignorance as sinners. That's the true agape of God. That I'm circumcising devils out of your hearts and minds by just looking at you. And then if you want it way more intensely, hear my words and have them written on your hearts and written on your minds. <laughs> and then you'll be fortified in the armor of the Ancient of Days, which is the full armor of God, and you, it'll be so easy to do ministry, people will, will actually begin persecuting you because you, you definitely need to try harder. You, you need to put on a show. No one's going to donate to that. You don't do anything. Oh, the Father in me does all the works. And I don't care what anybody thinks. I care what the Father thinks. You can't serve man and God both. Galatians 1, it is written, most ministers are people pleasers. And they don't say the full intensity of what is written because they're scared they're going to lose everyone. <sighs> Watering it down, the dumbest thing you could do. Not just for yourself, but now the kingdom of heaven will never take you seriously unless you go back and repent and start obeying again. I mean, you're a joke to the kingdom of heaven, if you people please. Why not be so real to God the Father and the 24 elders, and so mistreated by everyone in the natural dimension, that you can have a, a continuous inside joke 
with God the Father, the divine, the maker of heaven and earth. And you know these people are just animals. And every thought in their uncircumcised heart is a lie from hell. And there's such a love from the people demon-possessed and the people programmed by Satan in the serpent flesh that you can wash them, but you're not influenced by them in the world but not of it. Nothing in them can even touch you. You're wearing the armor of the ancient of days. You're fortified in glory, head to toes. And these people are so weak in serving fallen angels that the fallen angels can't do anything to a person who's manifest Mount Zion from their bellies. You just manifest the mountain that's chief of all the other mountains. Isaiah 2, Isaiah 1 and 2 it is written, the mountain of the Lord rising as chief of all the other mountains in the last days. You have Mount Zion burning in you. You have all the throne of God the Father and the Lord Jesus manifesting in you, as it's written in Peter, when the morning star rises in your heart. Jesus Christ, the mountain of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. By His word, the worlds were created. And you have that word written on your heart. And you have that word written on your mind. And it's so effortless that all the anointing that was on Jesus is pouring through you because you got all your opinions out of the way. All your educations. Everything you think you know. And it just burns. You count it all as refuse. The Apostle Paul says, for the sake of knowing Christ. Even studying under Gamaliel. He had a doctorate in divinity from the greatest university in the entire world. To this day, all Jews look at Gamaliel as the greatest teacher of Judaism of all time. And Paul said everything he learned was garbage. Garbage! For the sake of being taught of Christ and looking stupid in the eyes of the Jews. Amen? You'll have to make the same exact sacrifices if you want to be great in the kingdom. Serving the anointing is foolishness to Greeks and a stumbling block to Jews. Who cares? We're at a time now, in the climax of the ages, where the tree of life will incinerate the flesh of the five physical senses called the tree of knowledge. And everything done in the flesh will be completely burnt up. And all the works of religion, all the works of rebellion, all the good ideas in school, all the scheming of the nations and how to improve ourselves, it's going to be absolutely consumed with unquenchable fire. If I were you, I would spend all your time bearing fruit, and fruit that laughs. That fruit is the armor of God living in the glory, that you may be over creation and not under creation, which means raised from the dead while in the body. Snip and circumcise the cables and cords of your heart to anything you trust in in the natural realm. The living God is the creator. You will be tested. He loves testing you, and it's good for you. God disciplines those He loves. He tests your hearts, so you can be purified seven times into pure gold, to be faithful through and through. So there's not even a drop of Judas Iscariot betrayal of the religious spirit in you whatsoever. Because you're drunk on love, and you're totally satisfied with who God is as a being, the living God. You don't need to listen to the cunning serpent and get little kicks in the flesh 
You can live perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Jesus said it. We walk in it. Everyone who overcomes the world walks in it. Being perfect is easy and it's light. Being religious is a heavy yoke and a condemning burden. Obeying the scriptures, burning in the scriptures written on your heart is thrilling, exciting, fun. You have Shekinah blazing through your heart and mind like a burning bush. Constantly, the fullness of the man of fire that burned on the mountain is burning through your hearts and brains and out your face, glowing brighter every day. Every Christian should walk in this. This is not just for apostles and prophets. This is for every Christian in the world to walk in perfection until the body is made perfect. And I tell you the truth, they think they're perfect. They think they got all their ducks in a row. They think their church and the revival and every Christian thinks what they're doing is the, the top thing in the world. And you couldn't have a people more deceived. It's about as bad as it could possibly get. Truly, this is Babylon the Great. And the potent sorcery of the star of Remphan will be completely dissolved by the brightness of the bright morning star. And we've endured five, seven, ten years of people calling the light of the bright morning star, the drunken glory, the devil, continuously blaspheming his brightness. Because he's fun and free, and they think having fun with God and being free with God and enjoying God, being drunk with God, being high in God is blasphemy. But it's actually normal kingdom lifestyle, the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Pleasure, heaven on earth. Enter the joy prepared for you. And we will eat up the religious system. And that is the wealth transfer of the wicked to the righteous. When you completely destroy by the line of Judah and his seven torches, the tabernacle of Molech, which is every building made by human hands that has the appearance and knowledge of good through all flesh worldwide. In the name of Jesus Christ, we love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow.